Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wake up in the morning this time. I see another day in the dark. Won't change the way I feel. This is real. Welcome to the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street, so please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. Feel the heat above me and now I know the sun is going to find me no matter And, you know, the green trees uh, turn very beautiful, but then they all die. So, I mean, literally, we're entering, we go through the holidays and then enter the season of death before the season of resurrection life. You know what I mean? So, all around us, it's, you know, we go from being very warm and comforted by that humidity. And then, um, you know, it all kind of tapers off and then it's just kind of drab and the leaves on the ground turn brown. And, you know, it's like that bangle song, Hazy Shade of Winter. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. A uh, friend of at work, um, his son died and his son was in his late 20s and uh, was he went up north for um, some sort of a big uh, meeting kind of thing. And so. Um, anyway, everything seemed fine. And then he had a cardiac arrest and his, uh, friends were worried that he didn't show up for the convention that morning and sent hotel staff to go check on him. And they opened the door and found that he had been laying there for about three hours. And so it's, it's very sudden and, you know, and I think the fact that it's happening right before the holidays where they're going to be staring at that empty chair, you know, it's, I think when you lose a child, um, regardless, you will never completely heal from it. There always be that hole, but yet I think you are reminded, especially over the holidays of everybody that you've lost, whether it's parents, um, I've had a number of friends lose their, uh, mom or dad this year. And so I think you're just, you know, I think life carries you almost, um, you know, it, you stay busy. So you're not really noticing, you know, um, who's missing, so to speak. You you do, but it's almost like a, a, an afterthought. And then in the holidays where you can actually slow down, you're very aware of who's no longer with you, who couldn't make it. Sometimes it's just that, you know, family can't make it uh, in for the holidays. And I think that uh, bums people out when traditions are broken. So, but yeah, I think this is an excellent topic, uh, for, you know, for, for now, hopefully we can get back. I know we say this every three to four months, it'd be nice for us to get back into a regular schedule and hopefully, uh, maybe we can, I think this is one of those things where we just have to make time for it. I don't think, um, necessarily that time is just going to open up like this morning worked out perfectly for both of us. But I think, you know, you and I both stay busy with life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to make a concentrated effort over the weekend to, um, 
you know, find some time and at least do it every other uh, weekend if that suits you and see if we can't do this more regular. Because I, I see the benefit for it. And I, and anything that we can do um, that lifts people up, gives them things to think about, and maybe enables them to get over the hurdles that are before them in life, that's awesome. Right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That was that was a long answer to your question, I think. <laughs> no, no, but it was good. It just kind of makes me think, um, yeah. you know, about child loss because I have a lot of losses too that I do not want to talk about. That's um, fine. But I have a um, cousin. She's like my fourth cousin, but she just lost a child recently, an mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing she said was that you never think about your children dying before you, especially when they're living their lives. I lost yeah. babies. Um, so it's, it's different when you see them growing and then they have children and, um, you know, for same thing for heart problems, mm-hmm. so it's, really, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. My grandmother or my great grandmother lived to be 106. I think you and I've talked about this on a previous podcast. And, uh, but I remember her telling me that, um, you know, making the statement, I think it was in her late eighties, every Christmas she would say, well, this will probably be my last Christmas. And she was a very optimistic person, but she understood that she was getting up in years and uh, probably, you know, so she said, I, w- I want to enjoy every moment that I can this Christmas because this will probably be my last. And then the next year she would say the same thing. And I think as maybe early 90s, she finally stopped saying that. And she just continued on until she was 106. But I remember, you know, when she, when my grandmother died and my grandmother, you know, my great grandmother was upset and said, you know, this is not the way it's supposed to be. I'm not supposed to outlive my kids. And she only had one child left at that point out of three. And she said everybody she had ever danced with, because she loved to dance, everybody she had ever danced with was dead. So, you know, you, you, that was a very morbid view. And I think, you know, the holidays again, kind of ring that bell, kind of remind you of, of loss, but we should celebrate the life that is in this moment, you know? I agree. I think, uh, you know, one of the things that um, Emily reminded me of uh, this past week, she was in an automobile accident and she's fine, but um, she just got a new car. So she was very disappointed that um, she had had a collision and messed it up. And so she said, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, it's two steps forward and three to five steps back. And I know I've been guilty of saying that it's in movies, it's in um, songs and but, you know, that's a part of life. And still, if you will just focus on this present moment, she wasn't hurt. The passenger wasn't hurt. The person who uh, was a part of the collision wasn't hurt. And really, his truck uh, was barely a scratch, you know. Um, her car, not so well. So, <laughs> But you do have to focus on the good in every moment and kind of push um, the the past, all the failures and stuff. You have to kind of push that back because they – they brought you to this moment, but they really shouldn't be your anchor. They shouldn't be your hinge. Uh, right. They shouldn't constrain you in any way. And then looking into the future, you may have, you know, a court date. You may have, I don't know, some meeting that you don't want to go to, or maybe you've had a test and, um, you know, you're waiting on that result because hospitals are slow like that, you know, but yeah. live in this moment because whatever the, um, you know, whatever you find out in a couple of weeks, um, that doesn't influence you right now, you know? Um, so live in that moment. And I think maybe that will help people uh, move through the holidays. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Yes, I, I agree <laughs> with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and laugh a lot too. I think that is one of the okay. best gifts that we have. And um, 
at work, we are encouraged to go for walks and stuff. And um, if we have X amount of steps per month, then we get three hours PTO. It's kind of a nice deal. Um, And so um, they have an app for the Fitbit, which I wear all the time. And then there's another app that kind of totals it all up and gives you chances to win uh, fun prizes if you want to, but it's all based upon doing different activities that are healthy. And one of which is laugh every day, which I nail probably on the way to work, if not soon after I get to work, because uh, I get to ride to work with Michelle. She works with us now. And um, and then, you know, so if I'm not laughing on the way to work, sometimes I'm tired, um, then, you know, by the time I get some coffee and I'm there with Vanel and Jacques and some of my, you know, the the people I work with daily, then we're laughing. So it's, I think that's another aspect of, uh, of life and especially the holidays is to find something to laugh about. I think in the past, I found too many reasons to, you know, I got frustrated about uh, the tree not being straight or, you know, just the little dumb things. I'm trying to hang something over, uh, you know, around the chimney or, or around the front door and the nail pops off and, you know, so what? put it back in there. But it, it was one of those things where, you know, I, some, some of the holidays would start to bother me, uh, because of loss or, you know, uh, whatever. And, um, so then the little things would start bothering me and the little things, you know, they're an aggravation, but they pass. I mean, you know, grab, leave the hammer out, you know, whatever, leave it in a stocking and then go back and whack that nail back in or get a bigger nail, teach that wall a lesson, but have fun with it, you know, because, you only get one shot at this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Just one shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> you are ready. I don't know why you take a break. You have so much insightful things to share. So. <laughs> well, thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I tried. <laughs> I'm getting over bronchitis and technically I've been over it for a couple of weeks, but there is... I like uh, my coworkers say that I sound normal again, which is good. And I'm back into doing voiceover for them as well as some other clients. But um, there's just this lingering crud and it is just, it's so frustrating because everything seems fine. And then for whatever reason, I will start coughing. So I will, I will try to refrain and drink plenty of water while we're doing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what do you think, you know, uh, how, how can we all have a better holiday? Are we starting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, there's so much good stuff that even when, uh, when we first took off uh, minutes ago, then, um, you know, about 10 minutes ago, it was still good stuff. So I'll, I'll edit all this stuff together. You know, it's, okay. I'd actually, I was going to start off by saying in that, and I don't, I don't have anything against prescription drugs. And if you need them, then take them. I know a lot of people, there's a good friend of mine that um, he needs specific uh, prescription drugs to stay balanced. He deals with depression, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Over the last three years, four years, somewhere in there, I developed uh, bad sleeping patterns and I just could not sleep. So I started taking Ambien. And this is not a knock on Ambien. They say it is non-addictive and it won't hurt you and all this other stuff. But Um, I decided about, uh, I guess it was about eight weeks ago, six to eight weeks ago that I was going to stop taking it. 
And so um, I started, and there was always this fear that I wouldn't be able to sleep through the night. So that was what would just, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. I'm going to take an ambience while I can sleep through the night. Well, once I got over that fear, <coughs> then um, I started sleeping through the night. And it was amazing. And my creativity has increased. Um, I had no idea that my thinking had dulled. I was much more argumentative um, when I was taking Ambien full time. And again, I'm not trying to dissuade anybody if they really need it, whatever. But um, on the other hand, I just wanted to share that when I got off of Ambien, my creativity increased, my productivity increased. Um, I feel like I de-aged by 10 years. And so I, you know, I would like to encourage people that, you know, if they really don't need something, then don't take it. You know, I take a lot of melatonin at night and that helps me drift on off to sleep and I sleep through the whole night. And if I wake up, I'm not afraid that I'm not going to get back to sleep because I know I can. And so it just, it was a life changing thing. So I wanted to share that this morning. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, lots of medication, um, is kind of good in the moment. Like if you're having a really, really hard time and they give you medication, right. you should take it. Right. I think extending the time out and becoming to the point, not addicted, but depending on that medication to make things happen, um, it really does alter who you are, which mm -hmm. is why maybe your uh, patience was, you know, was a little bit um, short and your creativity was, you know, more dulled because mm -hmm. you weren't being able to be you Sometimes right. when you're struggling, you have to take medication to get through that, you know, mm -hmm. over that hump. But right. once you get over it, you know, and you have to rely on the doctor for this, you can't just decide, I don't want to take it. Um, <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I could say, but, um, you know, I think everything, everything in moderation. And I think medication helps for a short period of time. I'm not mm -hmm. talking about all medication, but just things like I can't get to sleep and maybe you're going through something as to why you can't sleep. And so you need medication to help you. But then as you process through that, then maybe you don't need medication anymore uh, for an extended period of time. And this is not for people who have insomnia and things like that have their bodies have a different time, just shutting down, going to sleep. But mm -hmm. yeah, being able to, being able to measure that. So, um, so I know, you know, we were talking about um, the winter blues, mm -hmm. uh, holiday blues, um, I know one thing that I really wanted to talk about that's been on my heart lately is suffering. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a writer, uh, Kathleen Casey. I think it's actually M. Kathleen Casey, but I don't know what the M stands for. Mm -hmm. um, but she wrote, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think a lot of times we go through things, we're always going to go through something. Everyone's going to go through something. Everyone's going to struggle. Even those which we perceive to have the most perfect life will struggle at some point. But how you get through it, how you work through it, who you let in your life, why you're going through it, mm -hmm. to God, will determine whether or not you're going to have long-term suffering. Mm -hmm. um, even in situations like around the holidays when we have family members that pass on really close to the holidays, I think it's really good to think about all the goodness and the joy and the happiness that they brought to you. Mm -hmm. um, and you focus on those positive things um, that helps you deal with the fact that they passed on. Because death, of course, is an natural life, even though it's very difficult to accept. Um, so I think that that's very important to uh, us to try our best to work through the pain, even if you have to talk to your friends and family, even if you have to get therapy, mm -hmm. or life, help somehow, 
so that you don't end up suffering. Because mm-hmm. um, if you suffer through the season, then every year that season comes around will be a very suffering time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of want to talk about the difference between that um, pain and dealing with struggle and then mm-hmm. letting it turn to I'm just suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can... If you can work out, whether talking to your best friend or your therapist or whoever, if you can discover why this season bothers you, you know, because really it's it's kind of a launch pad. The year is winding down, and then January is like a, a fresh start, clean slate, if you will. Uh, but I, for the longest time, I would get to the end of the year, and then, you know, right before New Year's, I would evaluate what I've done that year. This was all as an uh, entrepreneur. And there were some great years and there were some junk years. And it would just weigh on me. And, you know, two, I think if we allow ourselves to get our eyes off of the importance of family and love and relationships, and we start focusing more on how decked out your house is or what size gifts you're giving everybody. And, oh, if I give, if I give one of the, the eight kids a $200 gift, I have to give every one of them a $200 gift. And it just, you know, it's like a runaway train too often. And so you, you have to, you know, understand the value of just getting together and playing those board games that you've had for 10 years and laughing and sharing life and, and, you know, finding out that, you know, we are all human. There, There's none that should be exalted on a pedestal, you know, but yet sometimes we do. It's like, oh, he has all his stuff together, or she does, and she's so successful. But, you know, as long as we are judging our lives by someone else's, then mm-hmm. we're never happy. And really, those people are never happy either, but we don't know that they're judging themselves based upon other people. You know, it's... it's uh, exactly. Yeah. And and another thing I'll add before I, I, I'll you know sit back and let you talk again. But um, I remember years ago, I read something where it uh, it says it takes two to argue. It takes two to fight. It takes two to lie. It takes two to. And so there's the the, the active, um, you know, the, the person who is perpetrating the lie or the action or whatever. But there's the recipient. And you can either choose to receive it or you and let it hurt and sting and all that or you can just let it bounce off. And that's tough. I mean, that's like Superman kind of stuff with the bullets bouncing off. But, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you, you do choose to accept pain um, and suffering. You know what I mean? And the suffering that goes along with that. I, I agree with you. Pain it happens. It's going to happen in your life. But the suffering, and especially enduring the suffering, you know, like whether it's a, a bad life partner or kids or neighbors or work or whatever. I mean, like those are the things that, um, you know, you need to evaluate. Is this worth it? Because there are life points that are being deducted. It's like a video game. And every time you get hit by that bullet sword fist or whatever, then your life meter goes down. And, you know, we can equate, you know, like if you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, then you're going to lose 10 years of your life within 10 years or whatever. You know, I mean, there's there's all these equations trying to scare you into not smoking, but worrying uh, living, uh, you know, like working for a boss that is a monster or, you know, like even you look at all the news about Harvey Weinstein and all of the, um, you know, the women that he sexually assaulted, which took years off of their life. That's a 
something they have uh, had to live with for so long and the fear that it would happen again. And so, you know, it's, um, you, you do have to, you know, look at life as you having a, a finite meter and you can either live it to the fullest and it doesn't matter how long or short it is per se. It is more about the quality of life. And do you have that quality of life? How can you achieve that quality of life and, and find that happiness? And it doesn't mean you laugh all the time, but I think it does help you deal with the suffering end of life. Mm -hmm. I think that we forget as a people that um, a lot of life lessons, the things that make us who we are and help mm -hmm. us grow and move forward are learned through difficulty. Um, they're there because of pain we've experienced or loss we've experienced or regret. Um, and so we have to remember when we have a loss of any type, whether it's through death or relationships mm -hmm. of some sort, that we have to, to let that loss be a gain of learning um, and not to be repeating, you know, however we deal with things, not mm -hmm. repeat that cycle that causes us more pain and suffering. Um, so, you know, it's something that we have to work on. I know we were talking earlier about the holidays themselves. Um, and I think that it was an important point that you made that stood out to me when we talked about um, the effects of nature in itself on our mood. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the, the trees, you know, in the fall, they turn very beautiful, orange and reds and so forth. But eventually all these leaves fall off. And mm -hmm. um, you use the, the term that, you know, then the trees die. They don't really die, but they do. Right. Very, they stay dormant for a very, very long time. Right. Um, and then we feel better, you know, when it's, when it's coming. So I know that we, uh, nature affects our being mm -hmm. in a different way. And I think it's important not to let people affect our being that same way mm -hmm. because nature is designed that way. Like, I think when you, when you look at, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas during the time that the leaves are all gone and everything looks dead outside, mm -hmm. they you are then use, utilizing what's internal to uh, uplift yourself and make mm -hmm. things wonderful. Um, you know, and I think, the, you know, when you think about the way God has put it, I mean, even though he takes all the leaves away and everything looks dead, mm -hmm. in some places he, he does give us snow, which is very beautiful and very uplifting, uplifting mm -hmm. and makes it feel good. Mm -hmm. But unlike how, you know, what happens to our emotions when all the leaves fall off, we can't see the beautiful color anymore, we can't let people who they seem so dead inside and they seem so hurt. We can't allow their pain to cause us suffering. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you think about nature, that's one thing. God replaces that with something like every season. It's something, whether it's the sunshine and the sunflowers to the rain. Some rain make people happy because rain does make me happy. Sometimes it makes people yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, leaves changing color to them falling off. And then you got the snow. I mean, it just uh, goes on and on and on, but it all affects our mood. But when you have someone that uh, is always changing their personal seasons mm -hmm. and those seasons of their personality affects you, that person skits out. So it's time to yeah. let them go. Right. Have, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. Right. Uh, so I think that sometimes we let people affect us with their mm -hmm. constant changing and mood swings. Like we let nature affect, affect us mm -hmm. and it's not supposed to be that way. Nature is our balance. Other people in their issues, that's other people in their issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have to be able to separate um, those two and not let them bring them down. Right. Um, and yeah, maybe so one of the, the things to think about when you are, you know, confronted with those situations, um, you know, you, you, you can decide whether to support or not, but there is no way for one person to fix another person. And I think that's when you 
enter their upside down world, we're watching Stranger Things. So the the alternate world is the upside down. But you are entering into the crazy world where you don't belong. You you don't want that's not your place. You can try to support and you know and, and encourage, you know, hey, you know, have you thought about therapy? Have you thought about, you know, Maybe, you know, not, uh, you know, maybe getting some sleep, maybe, you know what I mean? There's different suggestions that you can make, but, um, you know, but ultimately you have to look after yourself. Otherwise you're worthless for everybody. And there's so many people that are healthy relationships and you don't want that to take a toll because you have given too much to, um, the, the ones who aren't helping themselves at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's important too around this time to look for people that are, the opposite of, you know, what you're giving an example of people that are uplifting and encouraging. Yeah. Uh, people that help you, you know, support you in following your dreams and mm-hmm. not sit you down a rabbit hole or, or being negative and saying that, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. That's impossible. No one's done it. I see that a lot. Um, people have a lot of dreams and goals around this time. They want to do something for Thanksgiving that's big. They want to do something for Christmas for someone else. And then they <laughs> want to set their New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Um and some people say, well, you know, you do this every year and it never, it never comes to fruition. It never happens. <laughs> right. You keep trying. Um, so, you know, you, you fail when you stop trying anyway. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's important to try to put things together. But remembering those positive times, like this time was not always sad for everyone, even though something may have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, even this year, even, you know, recently that caused it to be sad. It wasn't always sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, you have to look at those people that are not with you. And depending on what you think, they may be with you in spirit and looking down on you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, remember positive, healthy things to keep you moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, removing people out of your life. I think we need to do a segment on that. Uh, <laughs> Sounds <yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah. People have a hard time doing that. Oh, you yeah. know, my friends and they're this. And, um, you know, I even have people ask me about we go back to Facebook, right? How do you block somebody on Facebook and then they don't know that they're blocked? Like, so you don't want to be their friends because they're like being negative and not right. supporting you, but you don't want them to know that. Mm-hmm. And that's when it comes to when you said it takes two people to argue. It takes two people to lie. Mm-hmm. And if you accept the lie, then you're part of the lie. Mm-hmm. You know, so a person is lying to you and they hurt you. You need to confront them and let them know. So when you do block them, they understand. <laughs> right. That and is a I good point. They're not confusing and harassing you. What's going on? What did I do? Yeah. What's wrong? Why did you block me? Just, you know, <laughs> it's, over. it's over. So, yeah. um, yeah. And, you know, in a way, and I don't know why this analogy comes to mind, but um, I think it was maybe three months ago, four months ago, and I can't remember if it was before or after our last podcast, but um, I had a tooth that um, I, my friend who was a dentist, uh, anyway, um, you know, he saw the crack and he said, wow, we really need to put a crown on this tooth. So they ground it down. They were trying to save the tooth. Right. And mm-hmm. so they put the crown on and I guess it was maybe a month later, it went into abscess or whatever the terminology is. Um, so the roots just were rotted. And so they had to do a root canal and then, um, you know, so I still have a shell of a tooth, you know, just for looks and grinding purposes. But my whole point is with, you know, some people, if you allow them to stay, sometimes you have to remove them completely. You can't yeah. just let them hang around. You can't just put a crown on them and try to, okay, we're going to, we're <laughs> going to make you look a little better and we're going to leave you deeply rooted in our life because 
the infection will get in there. And I started feeling so bad. I, I mean, like the pain was so bad. I would, I would physically be sick. And so, you know, the, and then they took care of it and then everything was fine. But yeah, it, but it, it does take effort. And the thought of me going to get a root canal and not knowing what it was like, it was, and I'm not person, I'm, I am not someone who lives in fear, but there was just something in my mind. It was that fear of the unknown. And Mark was so funny. He was like, dude, um, I've had a root canal. This is the process and it's going to be easy. Don't worry about it. And then I could relax. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of people don't know what their life is going to be like if they extricate, if they cut that person off. And yeah. but then they they do and they find out, wow, wait a minute, I'm happier. I see the sun. The colors are more brilliant every day because I don't have this this negative person in my life dragging me down. And then you start seeing how that person's dragging other people down. And they're not doing anything to try to elevate or solve their own problems. They just want to be above uh, those people around them, which means to to more or less lower them, uh, their state of being into an even worse state, you know, than the the initial person. So, well, that's an awesome analogy. I I agree. Um, and just because you have fear or you don't know about like a root canal, so mm-hmm. to speak. Getting people, getting that dead stuff out of your life, just because right. you don't know what you haven't experienced it. There's ask someone who's you know who's done it before. Take feedback from someone who's who's lived through it, and then mm-hmm. just do it. you know like you're right. You can put a crown on and call it a king and say, "Yay!" You know. This is kind of, <laughs> you know um, yeah. That, yeah, I think that's an awesome analogy. Uh, it's a it's a it's a horrible visual for me because that's terrifying, but uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I do well, remember that. Yeah. I do remember you talking about that on the yeah. last podcast. <laughs> but you know what got me yeah. through that was the fact that Wayne, the guy who, the oral surgeon who was doing the root canal, he and I are friends. Uh, Mark and I go way back, uh, probably, I don't know, 15 years. I mean, he and I are very close. And uh, so Mark, even though he didn't need to be in the room, he was still in there to give me support. And the uh, orthodontist or whatever, and forgive me for everyone listening who has that position, and I have no idea uh, if I'm using the right title. But anyway, the lady was in there assisting, whatever, you know, the dental assistant. And uh, But I mean, like, it was, I had the support of the entire room. And another friend of mine, uh, Mark's sister, came back and checked on me numerous times as well during the procedure. So, you know, if, if I had been in a much more sterile, non-loving environment... Um, you know, I mean, Wayne was making jokes. Um, if I could have done, if I could have said anything, I would have been entering in on the jokes, but I was trying to do sign language, which I don't know how to do sign language. So it was, you know, but I mean, it, that made it all better. So I think if you, if we, when we cut those friends off, if we'll look at the friends that we do have, um, maybe that will, you know, kind of, I don't know, kind of ease that, um, you know, as you cut someone off. Um, that you're focusing on those true friends. Because I know back 15, 20 years ago, I had a large group of friends. But as they started calling on me for favors, but yet not returning those favors, you know, whether it was uh, movies or, or whatever in the business, um, or even just, hey, I need this font that you paid 20 bucks for. Can I have it? You know, and but they really didn't care about me. They just care about what I had. So um, I've dwind, you know, kind of cut off those people. I don't even have connections with them on Facebook. I have no idea what they've done for the last decade. But my my group of friends has gotten smaller and it is I know who I can count on. 
And I think that's one of the things that makes uh, not just the holidays, but I mean, just, just all the time. I, I think knowing that there are people that love me um, and support me and encourage me, I, it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And we need to be able to identify those who are there to help us. Mm-hmm. And those who are there to get help for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's fine with helping people. Um, and you don't do things in order to get things back, but it right. is very true. And it's unfortunate if it's not reciprocated when you need someone, because we all need someone at some time. Right. Um, then it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> right. It, it just isn't. So, yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's another thing talking about the holidays. I think maybe both on the giving and the receiving of gifts, because Christmas is a gift giving time. I mean, that's what we're to- told in <laughs> excuse me, every commercial, um, you know, every time we go to the store, there's just, oh, have you gotten a gift for, you know, Aunt Sue or whatever. And um, it's so we're, we're kind of trained uh, in the cycle. And then so we look forward to getting the gifts that will make us happy and given the gifts that will make someone else happy. But then what happens when you get, you know, like, um, you ask for uh, some, one thing, right? You know, when they when someone close to you says, "What do you want?" Hey, I really want a, um, a dancing baby Groot figure, right? And then they give you, um, you know, like the knockoff brand that looks like a twig or something, you know. And and so you know, and it's not that you don't want to be grateful, but you know, geez, did you pick this up beside the road and stick it into a pot? Is this supposed to be a joke? You know. So everything may not bring that happiness. So you have set yourself up for failure by not just living in the moment. And same thing when you're like, I know this person is going to love this gift. It's, it's a special snow globe from their favorite place. And, you know, it may not. I mean, like uh, there was one landmark that made this one friend very happy when she was dating this specific guy whose name was the landmark, right? But then mm-hmm. once she found out the dude was no good and had cheated on him and was a lying person, right, um, that landmark became tainted. She didn't want to see it anymore. But yet people don't really think. It's like, oh, hey, she loves this landmark. We're going to give her that for Christmas. And so, you know, then, then, you've, then you see it in their face and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I can't believe I did that. I wasn't thinking. You know, but there's, there's just, I think, I guess my point is if we can get back to um, – you know, uh, get back to family, just getting together. And if you want to give gifts, fine. If you want to have Thanksgiving, you know, together, whatever, that's fine too. But when you lower those expectations and enjoy the moment, enjoy the laughter, enjoy playing a, a, a card game that you've never played before, you know, and mm-hmm. and hearing what happened back over the summer because you haven't caught up with this person in a while. It's a cousin or whatever. I mean, you know, that's that's what the holidays should be. You should look forward to being able to reconnect and just enjoy those, those simple moments. Yeah. I think it's very important to be able to um, enjoy the times that you have with people instead of gifts and gifts are a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, but we often, we, we forget that. And so, yeah, we, and we're not thinking clearly. I think gifts are, especially when you try and do something and getting something for someone that they, you know, something they really love. And then mm-hmm. you, about all the other aspects that come with that item (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah so sometimes it's better just to give the gift of um your time and the healthy relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's where true memories come from um yeah that you spend together versus the gifts themselves right Uh, and i say that but you know i do like gifts i don't want to you know (laughs) 
<laughs> Me too. We want to hear this. I do. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But it doesn't matter, you know. Um, and I think if you think about just the time you spend with people and um, bringing the joy with that, then nothing else really matters. Yeah. So. Well, I remember Emily taking me out for my birthday. She didn't give me a gift per se, right? But mm -hmm. um, she took me out to a really nice Indian restaurant uh, not too far from work. And so she traveled all the way over to almost to where I work um, and then paid for my meal and, uh, you know, and spent hours with me just joking and laughing. And so that was the best gift. That was such a huge investment of time and travel and, you know, cause it was an hour to the restaurant, an hour back. And so sometimes that's the better gift. It's not the thing that, you know, will sit on the shelf with the rest of the collectibles and you're going, wow, you know, every time you look at it, you think, yes, that's awesome. Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, no, you remember those, you know, like I, I, the number of times that I've commented about, oh, yeah, that's the restaurant that Emily took me to for my birthday. You know, it's very pleasant memories. Yeah, I think that's a, a big deal because that's a lot of your time, like a lot of her time. Yeah. Can just to spend time with you. That's a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, so many of us are trained monkeys when it comes to traditions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we are, it's, you know, and Michelle has asked me before, um, you know, like, okay, so, um, why are we going down to your parents' house for every single holiday? And I was like, well, it's just what we do. But I mean, you know, when I think about it, then I'm like, wow, you know what? We don't have to, we can start new traditions and so on um, Labor Day, we have everybody over here and we grill out and we have yard games and we play indoor games. And then um, usually the um, one of the two Sundays before Halloween, we'll have pumpkin carving, but it's a time for the whole family to come over. So we've started these traditions. But for me growing up, it was just, you know, like. Uh, we had to go to one parent, you know, uh, one parent's house and then we go to the other parent's house. And then, you know, there's it's it's almost like uh, mechanical. It's not even routine. It's just, you know, what you do. You know, it's kind of like going to work. It's what we do, you know. And so but traditions are easier to change mm -hmm. um, than we think. We think that we have to perform in a certain way or we disappoint or we whatever. But. Let me tell you, I mean, like everybody, it, it's been great taking on a new tradition and being a host and Michelle loves it. She loves to cook and she loves having everybody over. And, um, and I love having everybody over. It's kind of funny. Uh, we had, the weather wasn't the greatest, so we didn't carve pumpkins this year, but this past Sunday, despite Michelle being so tired, um, I was just like, no, we've got to have everybody over. We've got to have the kids over and have some fun. And mom and dad came over too. And so, you know, we played Jenga, we played cards, we played other games. And, um, and so we had a lot of fun and not everybody could come, but the majority of the kids were able to come. And, um, so it's, yeah. And last year we, instead of going to my parents for Thanksgiving, we went down to Orlando and surprised Michelle's parents. And so we're going to start doing that every year for Thanksgiving, but just, you know, so we can at least see them once a year. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then we still do Christmas with mom and dad, although that tradition has changed since Michelle and I got married. And mm -hmm. so we see them the day after Christmas. So, I mean, you know, but it's, it's a great, uh, it, it's, it's kind of, we accommodate each other. Mom didn't like, uh, you know, not seeing us on Christmas day. 
But on the other hand, they're welcome to come be a part of our day, but we're going to do our tradition, you know, as we blended the families together. So, but it, I guess what I'm trying to relay is just, you know, there is a great freedom in the breaking of traditions and starting new ones. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's just, they're stale, they're dusty, and they need to be, um, you know, reimagined as they've done with so many uh, movies. So. Mm-hmm. You know, people did get caught up in that, and that brings about sadness too. Mm-hmm. Um, when people don't want to participate, it's like, why do we have to do this? Or why do we have to go there? And mm-hmm. and I think that's very important to. Um, you were thinking about being, you know, sad and um, grieving during this time because mm-hmm. of the weather, because of circumstances. That maybe it's time to change some traditions. Maybe it's mm-hmm. you know maybe it's time to do something different because when you continue to do the same thing and you have a loss it's going to make that situation very, very sad. Yeah. Uh, so you want to start something new. So it's, you know, um, I know some people who have had a lot, especially around the holiday, and you said, you know, it's an empty chair. Mm-hmm. Sometimes place an empty chair there to remember the person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's perfectly fine if you can mm-hmm. continue to go on with the holidays. But maybe it's time to do something different and you can remember that person in your heart or mm-hmm. speak, speak life to that person and talking about them and celebrating them instead mm-hmm. of, having something that's awkward where people are looking at going, you know, what are you thinking about? And are you sad and depressed because, you know, there's no one in the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a figure, figure of speech, really not literally in the chair, but you know what I mean? Oh, Just, yeah. uh, um, you know, kind of holding on to what causes you so much pain mm-hmm. and that's what causes the suffering. So mm-hmm. I think maybe it's time to make new traditions to start something new. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when people get married or they have children, traditions change. Mm-hmm. Um, People come up with their own individual family traditions, and then they spend time with their extended family a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just about accepting change and being able to step outside the box, the box you put yourself in, um, so you can have a you know just a happier and more positive experience. I know we you know we've traveled a lot, we moved a lot, uh, and every time we move, there are some traditions I hold on to around mm-hmm. the holidays, and there are some that are brand new just because of circumstances, just because right. of situation like we're in a situation now that we have never um been in which you know we have a lot of uh, fresh vegetables that we've grown and canned and uh certain types of food that i usually go to the grocery store and get that i've actually frozen mm-hmm. forward to thanksgiving you know or can mm-hmm. thanksgiving to using my own stuff so we'll see how that how that goes so just that little thing makes a difference so you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. interesting when uh my my ex-wife and i split up uh, we had to alternate Christmases as far as like Christmas Eve when, you know, like who would get the kids. And I remember the first Christmas Eve when all the kids were with her and I was just like, well, crap, that means I'm just going to be at home alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, and uh, Vanel said, no, you need to come over and do Christmas Eve with me and the kids. Her husband had split as well. And um, so we went to a Christmas Eve service that wound up with candlelight and all this other um, you know, stuff. And it, it took me back and reminded me of uh, growing up with those candlelight services in church and singing the old traditional, you know, like Christmas hymns. And so it was really fun. And then went back over to Vanel's house, her kids opened some gifts, and then I went back home. But so that was a breaking of the old tradition and doing something new that was invigorating. It was fun, you know? And so you never know, um, you know, like you say, sometimes, um, you know, it's the the round uh, peg and the square hole says, nope, it's going to have to change some shape, right? 
mm-hmm. in order to make it in. But yet the other side is good. If you'll right. just endure that change, that shaving or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have to to remember that, that um, change happens. um, Most of the time, change happens. It's good for us, whether we want it to be good for us or not, whether we know we, you know, we have to accept it and move on. Like you said, you know, living for today and not just like for today, but Mm -hmm. living in the moment um, and not worrying about what's going to happen later. Obviously, you think about it and you plan on your future and so forth. But this is like, we're not sure what tomorrow is going to bring. So a lot of people say, well, I do it tomorrow. Let's wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. Right. Um, so, you know, think about in the moment so you're not putting off things mm-hmm. that you say you're going to do in the, in the future when you're really not. Because um, mm-hmm. sometimes um, you get so worried about, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, you know, and it, it taints your present moment. And then you lo- you're, you're missing out on really good times, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, and like you say, I mean, none of us are promised our next breath. So what if you could have had the best day of your life and then you die the next day versus being worried about an event that you will never meet, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just people get so focused on these outcomes, whether good or bad, and then they're, they're disappointed or they let the future dictate what they're doing in the present. Yeah, this is true. Here's the same thing we think about on New Year's resolution. I always like to tell clients that you can have a resolution every day. You don't have to wait till mm-hmm. January to start working out. Like you can start working out today. Right. Um, you know, and by January 1st, you'll be in shape. You know, you just right. you, you can start whenever you want to. You don't mm-hmm. have to. I don't know. That's a tradition that the like, entire world is taking on. You know, it's going to start a new year. It's going to start a new <laughs> Uh, if I'm going to turn over a new leaf, you can do that anytime. Right. You don't have to wait because tomorrow is a promise. Um, so start now, mm-hmm. you know, just like, um, you know, I, I know as a writer and I'm working on a new book, but I know I, I jot down a lot of notes and sometimes I'm writing on paper that I like scratched through and marked up and I just want to ball it up and throw it away. <laughs> but in the midst of the 50 things I have taken off, there's one thought in there that I just don't want to get rid of. So I just continue to write on that page. Mm-hmm. So just because you have like scratched out marks and everything looks horrible don't mean you can't continue <laughs> your profession writing new stuff on there. You know? Right. Because um, sometimes that very sheet will either remind you of who you were and who you need to, to draw back to, you know, or it's like, wow, you know what? I did accomplish something positive this year. You know what I mean? I quit doing whatever, or I started exercise, or I started, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, listening to your body. There's so many positive things that people just kind of overlook, you know, um, you know, and just take for granted. But I mean, all these are gifts. Yeah, they're all gifts, and they're all a part of who we are and the things that make us who we are. And um, I recently had a, a kid, actually, actually a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to live my life all over again, what would I change? And I was like, I <laughs> don't think I would change anything. And yeah. there were some really, really rough times. <laughs> right. Um, because if you, if you really could change, what else would change that you have no control over? Right. Like, is there, it's like, it's almost like saying, what would you give up now that you have? Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to give up anything that I have, but if I go mm-hmm. back to the past and you have the ability to change some things, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, don't live in regret. I mean, it happened. Yeah. It happened. And, um, I, you know, I used to think that 
um, some people will say in therapy that they cannot remember a loved one loss. They can't remember their face. They can't mm-hmm. uh, remember their smell. They cannot remember the sound of their voice. Um, and there's there are exercises that you can do that help through that process. And so it's meditation. But um, I had forgotten some things like by a person that I really, really loved with all of my heart was my, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going through this exercise um, with a client and I remembered. I wasn't even trying to remember, but I used that as a focus point because I had forgotten so many things. And it's just that I got busy and I wasn't thinking about those things, so I didn't focus on those things. Mm-hmm. But if you take the time to really involve yourself in focusing on the positive things that people that have that have you know passed on mm-hmm. have brought to your life, if you just take the time to think about it, you will remember the positive things. A lot of people say they forgot, but there are ways you can remember the positive, healthy things. Mm-hmm. I think the moment of silence comes from you take that moment of silence to remember fallen soldiers and so forth. You take mm-hmm. that that same moment to yourself. And you can remember because now I cannot get the sound of her voice mm-hmm. and the smell of her perfume and the smell of her cooking mm-hmm. out of my head. Like <laughs> there. And I right. thought that it was lost. And I was through helping someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I think that, you know, we have to take the time to breathe to mm-hmm. remember the positive aspects of our lives. Um, and you know, positive aspect that pain brought us. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was very young when my grandmother passed away. So it's very sad to not remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I do remember. Um, and so I take that, you know, to this holiday with me. I probably be talking about my grandmother your entire holiday. Because <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. But you have to take the time to remember, to breathe, um, and to focus on the positive things of your life when you are feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Some and- people... You know, mm-hmm. depression can overwhelm us and we can get caught up in that and only focus on negative things right. and let overwhelm us. And, you know, next thing you know, we're caught up in a cycle where we do need medication to come forward. Right. Um, but even that is difficult because you have to be able to admit that you need medication. And that part makes mm-hmm. it difficult for people to be able to help you. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people don't always admit when they're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when uh, you think about the pain that comes from loss in particular, if you didn't care about that person, place, or thing, then you wouldn't care. There would be no pain. So the more painful the loss is, in a way, you can look back and say, wow, it was because they were so big. They were so loving. They were so giving. Um, You know, they they made such a huge positive impact in my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you miss them so much. There's still times, and I know you and I have discussed this numerous times too. My friend who, you know, I met back in junior high and we were, we dated a little bit and then we were best friends from that point on. But eventually um, life just kind of overtook her, her, um, her positivity and all she could see was black and she killed herself. And, but she was such a close friend and we would just share all the personal moments. Right. And, uh, Mm -hmm. we would, we would tell things that we wouldn't tell anyone else and get that feedback. Like, you know, what do you think about me doing this? Or what do you think about this? And so there's still times when I want to pick up the phone call, you know, pick up the phone and give her a call and she's not there. But I mean, even though there was a lot of pain after her suicide, I think about all the good times before that and the friendship and, and what we had. So, you know, there's, there's still good memories there. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to hold on to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. Same thing with my grandmother who, um, well, I lost both my grandmothers, uh, uh, you know, decades ago, but one died of breast cancer, but I was kept away from, I was, my dad thought I was too young to, you know, be able to deal with, um, the way she looked, the loss of hair with the chemo and all that. So really I lost a year that I could have spent with her. And, um, so I, you know, I, so that, that's a different thing versus my mom's mom. Um, she pinched a nerve in her back and had some other issues and there was a mass and the surgeon went in to take it out and it wound up crippling her. So she was in a wheelchair. So there was a lot of degradation in quality of life, but she still was, you know, always smiling as she was getting around in her wheelchair and, um, would enjoy the holidays and stuff like that. And so I don't really remember, um, the, the negative side, I remember, especially around the holidays, that she became like this child. She thought everything was so great. You could have put the Charlie Brown Christmas tree in front of her with one light bulb and she would have been giddy as a child, you know, versus versus yeah. everybody else is like, oh, I need the hundred dollar one that's 10 feet yeah. tall. And, and, you know, I'll just go buy more ornaments, you know. So, <laughs> But to be able to just, you know, like you say, when you can look back and remember the the best of you know because we all have faults and we don't yep. want to be remembered as you know the the whatever the negative term would be um you know so anyway i, I guess I'm, I'm back to rambling now but yeah it is nice when you can look back and have the good memories because eventually our brains delete things and so mm -hmm. if we can hold on to the good memories then eventually the bad stuff just goes away you know yeah. and so we're left with the with the good snapshots I think that's uh, and that's something it's unfortunate because you can remember the bad things or negative things like really easily mm -hmm. um, positive things you have to focus on. So I like the, the rediscovering that you really can refocus your brain. Um, like you said, you know, deleted, but I don't necessarily think it's deleted. I think it's like pushed in the back. Um, <laughs> right. So you have to, you know, as long as you're of sound mind, you should be able to pull it back to the front by simply just relaxing and focusing on it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to positive stuff when you have chaos around you. Yeah. Um, so that's the whole point of uh, meditating and kind of slowing down and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of grabbing hold of all those positive aspects of your life. That's one way um, mm -hmm. to um, bring out the positivity and beating the, the winter blues or the holiday blues mm -hmm. um, is, you know, taking time for yourself mm -hmm. and trying to refocus all the negativity and removing negative people and things and situations out of your life, if possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you can't do it on your own, ask for help. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so it's it's important in order to remain sane and positive and enjoy this time. The time mm -hmm. you have on Earth, not just the, time, the holiday time, but just enjoy the time you have on Earth because people die every day. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's very sad. Um, so we have to, you know, remain vigilant in taking care of ourselves and um, how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing with the, you know, the holiday seasons right here on us, we're already in November. Um, mm -hmm. I see probably one of the best gifts that anyone could give is value to another person. And so when you can take a moment when, you know, like uh, there's a vast number of people at work that, you know, I'll stop in the hallway and talk to them. And, um, you know, and I, I want them to know that I value them, whether they're on my team or not. And it does make a difference in the whole atmosphere at work, uh, because I think a lot of people, they, you know, that I think people are easily isolated at work 
especially with uh, bad bosses. And mm -hmm. um, so when you can, you know, unite people where it's like, wow, you know what? I need you for this project. You did great with this one, whatever, you know, and it's not just, you know, blowing smoke, as they used to say. Um, you know, it's legitimately making people feel valued. And a lot of that is just simply slowing down and meaning it when you say, hey, how's your day? Because it, it's not just, hey, how's your day? I'm walking on because I don't want to hear. That's the way most people ask that. But to actually slow down and, and listen, um, you know, because a lot of people feel very lonely. And so, you know, don't forget to give that gift of value to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. And it will make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Believe it's it or not, making, helping other people be, be happy uh, helps you. Mm-hmm. It does. And then there's all the movies that make you laugh, like Elf, you know? So that's another... <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> one of those things, and sometimes it's, it's fun music, and then you start new traditions, like uh, Michelle and I, we haven't done that much lately, but we do try to um, have opportunities to dance, which uh -huh. the kids laugh at, because we, we don't care. And this is, I mean... When we dance, we are the only ones in the room and we're dancing to the beat and we're having fun. And then sometimes the others want to enter in or whatever. And that's fun. But sometimes they just sit back and giggle and they're like, you two are so in love. And <laughs> um, but, you know, but do those things that you enjoy, because does that cost Michelle and I anything? No. Other than, I guess, a little bit of power and a little bit of time, however long we decide to dance, whether it's, you know, five minutes or 30 minutes, but it's, uh, you know, it's, but it's fun. It's the simple pleasures. Oh yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it together. You make this life together. You're in it together. So that's right. Live together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, is this a good time to wrap things up? I mean, I'm, you know, I took today off because I have to work on Saturday. And um, so, you know, we can, if you feel like this is a good place to wrap it up, we can wrap it up or uh, carry on. Or we can stop this one if you have another topic. And, you know, I don't know what your morning's like. Well, I have school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your son is glad that we're podcasting this morning, huh? He's taking a test. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's um, I think it's um, a good stopping point, and I just um, just letting go of control in your life, mm -hmm. accepting the pain, and working through that, so you won't suffer. It's mm -hmm. like what I want everyone to be able to take from um, what it's time to do for this season and, you know, maybe start, like you said, new traditions um, and new traditions, not necessarily uh, in things you do, but in your thought process too. Mm -hmm. way. Um, and just open up your mind to the positive things um, and accepting, like it's so difficult for people to have a life plan and then something happens and it changes. Like what you were saying, you know, mm -hmm. taking, a step forward and two steps back. Um, but maybe, maybe it's taking a step back to kind of look at where you went forward and maybe that mm -hmm. wasn't the you were supposed to be going in. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, life or God or what have you allows you to take a step back and take a look at it and go, is this what you really want? Mm -hmm. uh, is this what's going to lead you down the path that you really want to go? Is this going to get you to the positive end? 
Um, and so, you know, for people just themselves to just take a step back and, and look at it um, and pull themselves out of the suffering, whatever, whatever suffering would come from pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with training, uh, changing, um, you know, your traditions or regrouping mm-hmm. about, you know, with the direction that you're going in your life. Maybe it's not the right one. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, you know. There's a term that Emily uses now that she's 22. And she refers to as what she's doing now with with working and all this stuff as adulting, and um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know she and I were talking just the other day, and I said, yeah, adulting means being accountable for your actions Mm -hmm. and making the necessary course adjustments to land at the destination of choice, you know, and try and so it's I think that's um, just like you were saying. Sometimes we are confronted with a dead end. And mm-hmm. we have to make a choice. Are we going to, you know, just go to the left or right? Are we going to just back up, you know, drive backwards about an hour and then take a completely different route? And I, I appreciate those opportunities for course correction because mm-hmm. that dead end is not the end. You just have to find a way around. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street. So please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. Happiness is possible. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.